This is Prince Hanley coming to you with 100,000 watts of pure healing, miracle-working love. My friends, I want to invite you today. We're going to talk about miracles. And what I want you to do is uh, tell me about any miracles that you've seen. Okay? I want to uh, tell you about some miracles I've seen and so forth. But so many times anymore, nobody uh, really is around miracles that much and there's a reason for that but uh we'll get into that at some other show okay okay my friends let's go uh i want to tell you uh, a lot about miracles today but first of all let me just give you an explanation on what miracles are uh miracles uh, supernatural occur- occurrences or wonders that happen as a result of God intervening in the affairs of men are miracles. And these are extra natural happenings outside the realm of man's natural earthly experiences. And not everything that appears to be a miracle is from God. Just as in Moses' day, there were magicians who did lying wonders, uh, so there are today. And the Holy Bible tells us that in the last days, the coming world ruler, the Antichrist, or the false Messiah, will have his false prophet perform seeming miracles. And uh, many times people are drawn into false religions and into witchcraft because they think they have evidenced or received a miracle. Uh, For example, at times Satan may have his demon spirits afflict a person with sickness or disease, and if the person goes to a New Age healer or someone in the dark works of the devil, it may appear that they've been healed. Uh, What has happened is simply this. The demons withdrew their affliction, and so it appeared that the person was healed. However, because the sick person submitted themselves to the channel or person being used by Satan for prayer, like a false minister, a shaman, practitioner, psychic, or witch, they then end up usually in a worse state. And that is the same or other demons then take them over. You might want to read Matthew twelve forty-five or Luke chapter 11, verse 26 on that. Okay, and then what has happened is simply this. Uh, But real miracles, however, God's miracles always glorify the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is God's agent on earth to supply the resurrection power of Christ. And he will always magnify Jesus Christ, who is God, who came to earth in human flesh. And uh, does you or do you or somebody you know uh, need a miracle today? Nothing too hard for the Lord, my friend. Trust his Lord, uh, his love for you. And uh, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to uh, read you about some miracles that I receive. And uh, I have uh, a lot of miracles here that I've received from Muslims uh, who came to know the Lord. And then after they they were healed by Jesus, became Christians. So uh, let me uh, go along with that and just read some of those right now. Uh, for example, I've got one here. Uh, I have, I'll read exactly what they, they wrote to me. This one says, I have never darkened the halls of a school. Since I was saved and became a Christian, there's always been an inward urge to read the Holy Bible. Many times I would lay the Bible on my sheet. Evidently, he's talking about the sheet on the on his bed. One night I dreamed someone holding a rod behind me, pointing to the passages in the Bible. 
and a bright light was also shining on the Bible. I praise the Lord for changing my life. That person's name was Sinto Ture. Here's another testimony. It says, praise the Lord. I've been seeking for employment uh, since previous year. I sought for help from witch doctors and false prophets who gave me juju to wear and medicine to rub. In August, I was in my bedroom when I heard some Christians preaching. The Holy Spirit convicted me to go out and listen to the Word of God. After the preaching, I disposed of the jujus and confessed my sins to Jesus Christ. I'm now washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. After this experience, the Lord has met all my needs. Happy to say that he's given me a business and prospered it. Uh, that person's name is Abibatu Jalo. And uh, here is another testimony from a person named Zachariah Yah. And I'll tell you, these testimonies are not altered. I uh, have not touched them or anything or edited them. These are exactly as they wrote them for me. This one says, I believe that God has all the jobs. About three days ago, uh, the open air meeting was called for an interview, or after an open air meeting, I was called for an interview and got the job. At night, something reminded me that I should give thanks at a testimony. The following week, when the group preached at this same place, I testified to the public. I was a Muslim, but now I love Jesus Christ and live for him every day. Okay, now here's one. Uh, this one says for over, uh, and I recognize this name. This person has written me several times. As I remember, they were from... I believe, Ghana, West Africa. For eight years, I had worms troubling my stomach, which resulted to poor appetite and blood pressure, and little or no sleep at night. I tried native doctors as well as treatment in hospitals, but my condition worsened. My son directed me to fellowship meetings. I was prayed for and received a miracle. I am completely healed. I could not eat well, sleep soundly, and the worms, or I can now eat well, sleep soundly, and the worms trouble me no more. Jesus Christ has healed me, so I will follow him wherever he leads me. That was by a person named Musu Cardbo. And uh, so, and by the way, if you have any miracles you want to share, feel free to call in. Make sure your microphone uh, at the top left of your browser, it'll ask you to allow uh, livecast uh, to use your microphone, okay? And then here's a uh, testimony. It says, a group have been holding open-air meetings about 60 yards from my residence. My day of deliverance came, and I went to the meeting, stood there for 45 minutes. While the preaching was going on, I felt something come out of my body. Wait a minute. I am healed. Brothers and sisters, rejoice with me. I was sick of rheumatism 51 years. That's 5-1, five, 51 years. I could not walk nor stand for long. I am 80 years old now. Since I received this miracle healing from Jesus Christ, I've walked on foot and back a distance of two and a half miles. I thank the Lord for what he's done for me, and I would continue to serve him. The person's name was Fred Cowan. Uh, here's another one from, it says, since childhood, I had a terrible headache. I was taken to several witch doctors for treatment, but no cure. For over 30 years, I could not pleat my hair. 
I confessed my sins, and Jesus saved me at a meeting. Next were prayers for the sick. As the prayers were offered, I felt the headache leaving my body. I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, and I pleat my hair now every day, something I could not do long before. Wow, that was for 30 years she couldn't pleat her hair before she got healed. Her name was Mabinte Sise. Okay, and here's another testimony. And, uh, oh, glad to see you back, Mr. Toma. Listen to this test. These are testimonies from Muslims. I've read several already. Uh, this one is, says, My heartiest thanks to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For many years, I've been bitterly crying for a child. I spent a good sum of money to native witch doctors and English doctors. Uh, I assume by English doctors, they mean Western doctors, but I couldn't become pregnant. I went to market, but to buy food stuff. I saw people gathered around preaching. I drew near and I heard about the saving grace of Jesus Christ. I gave my life up. I accepted Jesus as my savior and Lord. I explained my problems. And they told me that Jesus loves me and cares for me and that I will get a child as long as I have faith in Jesus. I became pregnant about a, I became pregnant about a month later and I have now got a baby boy. That was a from a lady named Zina. Okay, here's another one. And uh I'm remembering today uh I think it was uh you, uh, Brother Toma, uh, you, or maybe it was uh, another uh, person where God gave them a miracle birth. Uh, here's another testimony now. Uh, my daughter, who did not show any sign of walking since birth, was taken to open air meeting. Now, check that out. No walking since birth. While the prayers were offered, something miraculous happened. I carried my child on hand, and I felt someone stretched the foot of my daughter, Veronica. I gave testimony after the prayer. A few days later, Veronica started walking. That was from a lady named Rancelina King. Okay, here's another one. After giving birth to a bouncing baby boy, the child did not walk at one year and 16 or six months. So the child never walked for 18 months. This troubled me much that I wondered if he could walk again in life. There was an outreach preaching. I took my son where they prayed for the sick and laid hands on him. Jesus healed my son, and the next day he started to walk. That was from a lady named Alice Lamboy. Okay, here's another one. He says, I am a retired driver. For four years, I was paralyzed and hospitalized, but there was no improvement. So I returned to my hometown Hands were laid on me, and Jesus healed me. Jesus is alive indeed. Jesus showed me that he not only cares for me, but for all of my loved ones. My son, Amido Timbo, who is seven years old and dumb since birth, could not talk since birth, spoke for the first time after the prayers. There's joy in my family today because Jesus has come into our hearts and our home. That's uh, from Abdullai Timbo. Okay, here's another one. And by the way, if you want to interject of uh, any miracles of your own at the time, I see that uh, Brother Thomas says, uh, he says, my brother, I saw an angel in his hospital room the day before he was supposed to go in for colon surgery. Wow, tremendous. Yes, you know what? 
angels are operating today. You know, every day when I wake up, I not only say hello to my Father in heaven, but to the Lord Jesus, to the Holy Spirit. And I also talk to the holy angels and thank them for watching over me and all that God has placed in my hands. Thanks for sharing that, Andre. Okay, let me read you another testimony. This says, uh, about a year ago, I attended a crusade in which I confessed my sins and accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. At this meeting, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, and I was slain by the Spirit. What he means is when the Spirit of God came upon him in power, he fell to the ground. And when slain, when he was laying on the ground, in other words, I saw many angels dressed in white around me. A couple of days after my baptism, I dreamt my relative by my name by their name of Mariatu ascending into heaven. I also saw a man named Jesus dressed in a white robe. His fate was bright. His face was bright. Then he said, "You people have been denying. This is what would happen when I come for those washed in my blood. I was a Muslim before." Now that my darkness has been turned into light, I go to Muslim prayers no more. Uh, that person's name was Humus Zilo, if I pronounce that correctly. And uh, beautiful testimonies. These are mostly from ex-Muslims and, uh, you know, just tremendous works of the Lord here. Uh, I'll tell you what, too, uh, in many parts, uh, especially Islamic communities like Iran and Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iraq, uh, uh, Lebanon, other companies like countries like Lebanon and Syria, uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, many Muslims are receiving visions of the Lord Jesus. Some of them are seeing Jesus in dreams. He, Jesus is appearing them to them in dreams, uh, as well as some in visions, but also sometimes in person. I'll show you some amazing testimonies that happened at a ceremony, uh, seminar I held in San Diego uh, a while back uh, that some Muslim, ex-Muslims shared with me. Okay, let's continue with these testimonies. Uh, on these testimonies here, uh, here's one. It says, uh, Yes, indeed, Jesus Christ is the truth. The way to heaven is to follow Christ. I was a strong Muslim, and having heard about the crusade, I went to mock the Christians. And the sermon was on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. After the prayers, I saw fire pass before me, and I was slain. I was knocked down. After a while, I saw a great multitude of angels praying around us. I looked at them speechlessly and in amazement. I now tell my people to come to Jesus because he saves. And if I can pronounce that person's name, it's Minkayalu. Okay, let me read another one here. Uh, on the 31st of December, 1980, this person says, I had an accident in which my spinal cord was dislocated. After some time of fruitless hospital treatment, I asked to be discharged to try native doctor treatment. In other words, he was going to go to witch doctors. And uh, I'm sorry, it's a lady, not a man. He said, or she said, after two more hospitals, the doctors told me that since my spinal cord was badly damaged, my chances of recovery were remote. I came from a staunch Muslim family. My ancestors are all Muslim. Uh, 
a Christian witnessed to me about the saving grace of Jesus Christ. I was convicted of my sins. I confessed them, I confessed them to Jesus, and I was saved by his precious blood. Prayers were offered for me. During the prayers, I felt something like an electric shock all over my body, and I felt the pain no more. After the prayers, I realized that I had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and had been healed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That person's name is Elsie Cardbo. Okay, and so there are testimonies. These are testimonies that I have personally received uh, myself. Uh, I was reminded... Uh, when we were talking about Muslims coming to the Lord and being healed and the Lord appearing to them in dreams or visions or in person. I was holding a seminar uh, for all, all uh, international pastors in San Diego. And uh, many of them were uh, ex-Muslims. And uh, as, we, uh, as I uh, was ministering, later I felt led to uh, receive some testimonies or ask the pastors what they, anything they wanted to share. And uh, two different guys got up at different times. These fellows evidently didn't know anywhere, each other. They weren't, as I remember, from the same areas or countries. I remember one of them was from Kenya. But here's the amazing thing. They both had the very exact testimony. They both had two weeks to live. And the Lord Jesus appeared to them either in person or a dream or vision, I forget which. He appeared to them. He said the exact thing to them, to both of them. He said, if I heal you, notice the word if, if I heal you, will you serve me? Now, these were both Muslims, and both of them said yes, and the Lord Jesus Christ healed them immediately. Now, one of those brothers, I think the one that was from Kenya, I believe it was, he had already started 32 churches by the time I was holding this seminar. So uh, we need to pray for uh, the Lord Jesus to appear to um, Muslims and others in highly Islamic areas and, and elsewhere around the world, even in Canada, the United States, uh, in Europe, wherever, in Israel, and appear to people. And, you know, Jesus Christ is the same today. He, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still heals. He still can appear to people. And, uh, you know, angels are still the same. God is still the same. The Father the Holy Spirit's still the same. So we have a wonderful God that does the miraculous. And uh, speaking of Kenya, I want to close with this. I've got to prepare for tomorrow, but I want to close with this. And uh, be sure, to, by the way, to tell your friends about this uh, pod, this uh, live cast. Uh, we'll probably cover different subjects at different kinds. But um, I was ministering in Kenya, and uh, usually overseas, I will take uh, Mondays off because I'm not able to take Sunday off or Saturday because of ministering. And uh, so I take Mondays off just to rest for me. And uh, I, uh, a lot of times, I know when this lady I'm getting ready to tell you about, I use two different translators, like uh, if I'm in a uh, like an area in Kenya, I'll uh, I'll speak English, and then I'll have one translator that speaks either Swahili or Kiswahili, and then they will translate to another that speaks the mother tongue or the tribal tongue of the people we're ministering to, and. Uh, uh, I remember one time there was such a great outpouring of the Spirit. So many people were being healed. 
uh, and uh, that night I I went ahead and I just taught uh, either that evening or next morning uh, people on how to be how to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit and uh, the power of God fell on them many were praying in tongues the next night I believe it was the next night so many people were being healed just miraculous healing and so many coming forward for healing that what i did i called out people that had received the holy spirit baptism the day before or so and i asked them to come up and i separated them into twos or threes and i assigned them to lay hands on uh different people that way that we could distribute the ministry uh and reach the great amount of people coming forward and and already uh wanting not only healing but many of them were already being healed and ministered them and so i remember uh, in that same area one time uh either the, the day after or one of the days before uh i would hold like four to five meetings a day uh, you know uh, meeting in the morning uh, usually two in the morning and two in the afternoon that'd be four and then an evening one which really usually was a miracle meeting the other four were uh mainly teaching but god was good to usually heal people in those meetings anyway uh and if you're doing this on your own uh while you're teaching, always listen to the Holy Spirit. There may be a time during your teaching, even if you haven't finished the teaching, where he says, stop, start praying for the sick right now, or stop and give you a word of knowledge for somebody in the crowd, uh, a position, a condition in their body that uh, needs healing. And that'll be a sign to them. Many of them have never even uh, known of such things before, and they realize it's a sign from God because it hits the nail right on the head, and uh, then they're healed miraculously. But in one of the afternoon meetings, uh, after the afternoon meeting, uh, I had another meeting to go before we broke for dinner. Uh, and then an evening meeting after that, I was out by the Land Rover just resting. I just wanted to get away from the crowd. I was just needed to rest. And uh, because a lot of times after a meeting, even teaching, there'll be people come for healing and or counsel and so forth. But uh, so I'm out there and a lady comes up to me. And remember, I had been using two translators, uh, Swahili or Kiswahili, Kiswahili. And then they translated uh, for whoever was translating in the mother tongue of the people. And uh, this lady's just jabbering, jabbering. Uh, she was actually talking, but I couldn't understand what she was saying. And finally, one of the translators came up and he told me, he says, the lady is trying to tell you that she was blind and Jesus healed her in the previous meeting. Plus, she had other conditions that God healed her from. So, my friend... Uh, you can see a lot of miracles. And I want to encourage you. One reason I'm holding uh, these kind of stations, these live casts, I want to say hi to Mai and Sianquito, if I pronounce your name correctly. Uh, I want to say hi to you for joining in there. And hey there, Mal and Sianquito. We've been talking about many Muslims here in the last, uh, oh, about uh, 30 minutes, uh, mostly from uh, Muslims that uh, had miracle healings and then became Christians. And I just shared a couple of mine uh, from being overseas and stuff and from different ones. And I, if, if you don't mind me repeating you that have already been listening, uh, I would had just told them about uh, seminars holding with international pastors in San Diego where 
two of the men in there got up and gave testimonies. They weren't from the same area, didn't know each other, uh, as far as I know. And both of them had the same testimony. They had two weeks to live. They were Muslims, ex-Muslims. They were Muslims. And Jesus appeared to them, either in a dream or a vision. And Jesus said, if I heal you, not I'm going to, but if I heal you, will you serve me? And they both said yes. They were healed miraculously. Then they became Christians. And one of them at that had already started 32 churches by the time I was holding a seminar there. But uh, what I want to do is encourage you in these uh, short live casts to go pray for the sick. You know, Jesus is still the same. And he said, go out into all the world, preach the good news, and lay hands on the sick. They will recover and, uh, you know, cast out demons. And let me share something with you. And I hope I don't, uh, I want to read something here from uh, Mal. He says, my brother was stationed over in the Middle East, three tours in uh, Iraq and, and Afghanistan, one in Afghanistan. He saw some crazy things. A lot of the Muslims who worked close to the Americans wanted to secretly convert. That's absolutely beautiful. You know, uh, I have seven kids. One of my sons is a Navy chaplain. They've had 10 tours to the Middle East. Uh, you know, that's beautiful, beautiful. Very good. Thanks, Ray. I know uh, I'm going back a little, but actually in the first part of the activities in Iraq, uh, those uh, there, there were so many people getting saved uh, these, you know, these were Muslims and so forth, uh, that they were actually taking their, tearing up their tarps and, uh, they were making, uh, a, a bed that they could pour water in to baptize these new convert, converts in. So, and we'll talk about miracles in the military too. I might even share that tonight. Uh, I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, yes. And thank you for your brother's service. Uh, I had, uh, uh, a brother who uh, was 17 years older than me, who uh, saw a lot of duty and was killed. Uh, uh, and when he was killed, his men were, uh, he was an officer, his men were hemmed in by a sniper. Uh, and he willingly ran out so that the sniper would shoot at him so that, uh, because they couldn't tell where the sniper was at. So my brother ran out to uh, draw the sniper's fire, and he got cut in two with a machine gun at his waist and died. But uh, it saved his men's life. They were able to take out the sniper after that. And he earned uh, two silver stars. He earned two purple hearts and four bronze stars. Uh, so, you know, people don't realize so much anymore the cost of freedom and uh, we need to pray for our service people and so forth. Okay. Now, uh, if you'd like to share something else about uh, uh, your relatives or anything or miracle healings, why well, do that? But I just want to cl close here with this. Um, we've put out in the past hundreds of thousands of pieces of literature, of free literature, never charged for any of it in different, many different languages. And, uh, during uh, Vietnam, the Vietnam War, uh, people don't know about this, but the government was paying young men that I knew to go over to Vietnam, and it, actually they were flying some of them into naval ships. 
and to preach the gospel. And you say, that doesn't sound right. Well, I know it was, and I had many witnesses, and I knew two of them myself personally, and one of them was on one of the ships that shared it with me later on, confirmed it uh, at a place I was teaching in Melody Land. But uh, the government, the two guys I knew, one was a guy who had murdered a person in Baltimore, African-American brother. One was another guy who was in gang activity in Norwalk, California, Whiteville, Caucasian family. These guys became real close friends and came to teachings I did and stuff. And the government paid them $2,400 in advance to go over, uh, plus several other guys. But... uh, Anyway, uh, they helicoptered into uh, the USS Kitty Hawk. And there was, the reason the government was flying these guys in, uh, there was a, a, a nonprofit corp, a guy, I forget his name, who organized and set this thing up. The drug situation was so bad during Vietnam. Uh, the drug situation was so bad that uh, they needed help. It's kind of like i uh, taught and preached in a lot of the uh, public high schools in uh, Southern California in Orange County. I was sharing earlier today, uh, preached about all the high schools in Zimbabwe, uh, which used to be Rhodesia. And God did miracles in each one of them. The Lord would always show me, a, give me a word of knowledge for one of the students, uh, some condition in their body, and it would blow their mind because they weren't Christians usually. And they uh, then I would call them forward and the Lord would heal them. But uh, what I was going to share with you, these uh, two guys, uh, Bobby Robinson and I forget the other guy's name from Baltimore, they helicoptered into the USS Kitty Hawk. That's a large ship. I think that ship had like a small city, 6,500 people on it, somewhere 5,000 to 6,500 people. But anyway, uh, what I wanted to tell you, hi, Christy Muscarella. what I want to tell you, they helicoptered into the ship, the USS Riskety, and the captain of the ship, I'm not sure if it's tight, I'll use the word captain, the head of the ship, told him, we don't have any problem here. We don't need you. These guys knew the word. They were young men. One was probably 21, maybe, I think, uh, the other guy from Baltimore, 24, and they just did what Jesus said. They shook the dust off their feet, had the helicopter Pilot them on out, went somewhere else. I think they went to the Ariscany or another ship and preached. And uh, check this out. Two weeks later was when they had the riots on the Kitty Hawk, the race riots. And they finally, I guess, invited them back. (laughs) My two friends that were helicoptered back in. Now, these were young guys. They weren't like uh, pastors or anything. They were young people filled with the Spirit of God who had met Jesus. Uh, Helicoptered back in, and I think around, I'm forgetting, I think around 60 to 100 men uh, were baptized in the Holy Spirit alone and spoke in tongues. And uh, now I had, uh, and plus all the many others these guys reached, but there was a, a tanker named the Gudgeon, USS Gudgeon. I think it was a tanker. And then I think it was a warrior warship or a destroyer named the the Ariscany. And, uh, but the Gudgeon ta- uh, f- gave fuel to the Ariscany and the USS Kitty Hawk. And uh, so a guy who used to come to my classes uh, to hear me teach 
had uh, been in the Navy uh, at least four years. He got off the gudgeon, and he told me exactly the same thing I just told you uh, as far as uh, these guys coming to ships, preaching the gospel, people being saved, and so forth. But check this out. Uh, and I want you to encourage you listening to get your own live cast and to make your own recordings and podcasts and what. Uh, I'll tell you some miracles about that. And by the way, this show is about all kinds of miracles, physical miracles, miracles, mental miracles, emotional miracles, uh, financial miracles, relational miracles. But uh, I want to encourage you to do that because at that time we were feeding lots of uh uh, recorded messages, not only to the military, but it to di- many different countries. I started out, I had a radio studio of my own in the desert, and we were putting uh, uh, hot programs out to key big stations in the United States and also in Hawaii and Honolulu. Uh, I think it was KGMB. But And I picked just big stations to do this on. And the Lord miraculously, uh, I was fasting. I went in to fast for 40 days in a place, and I, I locked the place up. I took enough water with me. I sealed it with, uh, uh, like, masking tape so nobody could peek through holes. It was out on a farm. It was way off to itself anyway. I just wanted to be alone with God. And I'd only been in there, like, probably three days and, and and not only did I have the place locked up it was an animal shed in a barn and the animal shed had been repainted uh, uh, recently so you know it was clean but and I even though I had it locked up and all the windows were covered and everything we uh, actually uh, you know I, I didn't say we I said I uh, put masking tape over the where the you know where a door would come next to a joint so nobody could peek through a crack or anything and so I just want to be alone with God and fast for 40 days I had been on another fast before for 40 days and then uh, but the thing is about the second and I even had a uh, chair p- stuck up under the doorknob so nobody could get in even if it was locked. That's how, how much I wanted to be alone with God. And uh, and by the way, welcome to uh, Brother Cowley and Sid South joining and ID 7099701, Christy Muscarella, Brother Toma back and so forth. But what I want to end, uh, Sanquito and Mal, I wanted to uh, share with you, after two or three days, I saw an envelope un- being stuck under the door. And I was really getting mad because I would told the people on the property and my uh, family were staying in a place on that property. I told them, don't come to see me. I want to be alone with God. I want to fast. Uh, and so I was mad. An envelope under the door. I opened up the envelope. Guess what was in it? Guess what was in it? It was $100,000. There's a message here that says, say something. Uh, Are you able to hear me okay? Let me know if you are. Uh, uh, I'm seeing a message that says, say something. I see we're on the air. So if you're not hearing me, let me know. But anyway, it was, uh, I'm sorry, it was $75,000 in that envelope. And uh, so.